Welcome to Friends to the Ends, another awesome show uh, coming up. Um, tonight, we were going to have Stephen Giannolis and my very good friend Simon William Todd, who chose the topic for tonight being synthesizers, and it's not for those that have got a lisp. But, um, Simon, well done on a topic of choice. Now, unfortunately, Stephen can't join us, so which is okay, because we probably wouldn't have picked any of his songs anyway, do you think? Definitely not. Okay, so... Not in a million years. <laughs> so hopefully he's listening to this in Wellington. He's seeing his mum, which is very cool. Um, that is cool. It is very mm. cool. So tonight we're going to tip the hat, if you like, to songs that have that electronic synthy sound. And it's not just the 80s, which I know that everyone would kind of run into. But, but most of your ones are. Oh, yeah, they are. But you chose Doctor Who and that came out in... 1963. 1963. Yeah. And so that was kind of like one of the first uh, synthesizer-y kind of uh, songs. Well, it was, but there was no synthesizer. No, there wasn't the kind of thing you and me would look at and think that's a synthesizer. It was all kind of like, just like the Turing machine was not really what we think of as a computer. This was not the kind of what a synthesizer looks like now but it was um still a kind of breath of fresh air i think in uh, look i think uh for anyone my genre and even yours and because you're a bit uh, younger than your i am genre or do you mean your your oh. age <laughs> so my yeah my age <laughs> relative to my genre which is synthesizers tonight which is kind of what 50 going on 60 55 genre. going on 65 <laughs> anyway um any kid my age would know that would be embedded in their brain mm. because, of course, they grew up um, listening to it because there was only one channel and Doctor Who was on it. So it's a great track to kick off. Now, the next track you chose, Simon. Yep, I did. This Again, this is something that I remember. I used to go around to my friend's house and his dad had an amazing record player and the kind of speakers you couldn't walk near if there was music on in case... Um, they broke, which they did invariably at, at some of my friend's sister's parties. But um, he was a big Jean-Michel Jarre fan. And uh, and um, this is the kind of first time I thought, you know, what this is uh, a song with no vocals, a song that's got no guitar in it. What, what's going on It had on nothing. Here? So why don't we listen to Oxygen Part 4?
technology, te- technology dictates style, David. Right. Um, not the other way around. It was because the violin was invented that Vivaldi existed. It's thanks to the invention of the synthesizer that I'm here. Not my words, David, but the words of the creator of this, Jean-Michel Jarre. It's great words to be said. I remember my mate Robert Day. He had a sister, Penelope, who was a little bit older and quite lovely. And she had this album, and we used to play it a lot. It sounded so good on the stereo, and particularly the headphones as well. So, um, when we're thinking... Thinking about synthesizers, we are. I, I think we need almost to go back to a, a German band, and I'm sure uh, this would be something that Stephen Gibber Giannolis would have put on. Um, but I'm putting on a better song than he would have chosen. Um, You're not thinking course, of the Hitler's Fugelform Quartet, are you? Close. They're called Kraftwerk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's going to bring some terrible nightmares. They, they're not very good at spelling their name. Um, However, in 1978, they were... That was supposed to be a joke. It was a joke. It was quite a bit... Well, yeah. Anyway, in 1978, the, the, the man machine came out and they were kind of, I think from what I've read, they were requested to try and make a hit. In fact, their only kind of pop song. And, of course, this was the model. And I was very lucky. Stephen and I actually saw Kraftwerk quite a number of years ago in the Auckland Town Hall and there were five guys standing in front of keyboards, pure synthesizer sound and uh, I must admit when I saw them there I thought wow, I've seen just a little bit of history and uh, this is their song The Model. work here. It's funny to think, David, eh, that um, back in the days when this was produced, it was a meticulous skill to um, program things, chop bits of tape up with these machines that are quite unwieldy in many ways. And, you know, the things you see on the TV, 
the video was kind of aesthetic versions of what were behind in the studio and how influential they were. And, you know, Bowie, listen to this, went to Berlin, second side of Low, was highly influenced by this. Yeah. I mean, these guys, I mean, computers in 1978, what was it? A, I didn't even have a, my Vic 20 then, Commodore. I mean, that came out in the 80s. And and you're right, they kind of created the sound. Um, it was futuristic, it was steely, it was kind of like dysto- dystopic. Dystopic? Yeah. I don't know what that word means. Well, dystopian, but... I think, it's, there are two adjectives floating around, no one's right. quite decided which one's the... Dystopic is one of those new adjectives like flavoursome. Right. No, it's flavourful. Flavourful. Flavoursome existed already. People started saying flavourful on, on reality TV kitchen shows, so now that's become a thing. So so Bowie kind of picked up on that. He also he, he captured a band that we may not have time to play tonight, but if we can, it would be great, is Devo as well, which kind of had that electronic kind of pulsing kind of... Uh, just just the sound of the synthesizer. synthesizer. Um, it's really bad when you've got a lisp like I have. Outside that fact, it is such a. It was such an explosion of sound compared to your drums, bass, and you know, kind of boring shit that was going on in the in the seventies. And it came out and exploded and launched a whole lot of bands in the eighties, which we're going to touch on tonight. Yeah, I think we're not only touch on really kind of really caress. I we think, are. We? We, yeah. We're going to give them a, a really good tickle up. And I guess punk tried to put a plaster on that, but I think, you know, all those bands that we're going to play in a bit, you know, all had their foundings yeah. in listening to what Bowie was doing on low and um, took the sense, but and then became more portable, of course. Of course. And, and what this opened up was that anyone could actually, in the bedroom, with a proper synthesizer, it might have a tape or something, you could start yeah. playing your own music in a, a very small way, or like a three, a, a two-track or a four-track. And that's what started happening in New Zealand. Now, I'm going to touch on a band that uh, we're going to play next, a Wellington band called Body Electric, and they encapsulated this kind of 80s electronic sound. It was pretty cool. Two guys, a couple of keyboards. They weren't the best looking boys in the world but they came up with this track in 1983 called Pulsing. So let's have a listen to this. Pulsing, 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 pulsing
I mean, and, and they're from New Zealand as well. And I don't know, a little bit of a nod to Gary Newman, perhaps. There was just, in fact, we're going to, this show is going to just be so hard to find all the great synthesizer bands, tracks, and songs. We, we were debating while this song was going on, Simon and I, saying, could we do another session? And we might do, we might not. But they're a big part of my kind of adolescence. And they, particularly with headphones and listening to music on the album and plugging into the amplifier. I mean, some of this music's fantastic. Um, we want to have a, a, a nod to New Zealand bands, and so we went a bit old, but we've got another band, Simon, that's a little kind of been around a bit long, younger, and they're called... Yeah, uh, the Tuts. Mm. Yeah, what have ever happened to the Tuts, the one album wonder, sadly? So was Kay on there? Kay was on there. That was a big radio hit. And I think it might have even reached international soil. I thought it was a great track, but I never saw them as a synthesizer band. No, well, this is the song. This is kind of when I kind of, this was two years after I I came here and I was kind of missing the kind of music I'd been playing in bands, which was kind of kind of indie rock with a big synthesizer influence and this band came i saw them and somewhere in ponsonby that i think is now defunct but um i just thought that's cool that it's so high in the mix and it's you know before the killers did that thing of you know having ah. the synthesizer again right there's another front, band that we just should have jammed on here as um, well this, mr bryce this is really i think good. a really good song uh it's, uh, it's called whiteout mm. what's well, like on the mountain um, I guess all like in a kind of blitz of coke or a kind of I don't know. Well, it's, well you'd only so do many, that if you sneezed lots. on the tray. No, that's true. Yeah, well, I, I take it your experience because I've never. I've got been no so idea. Un- what, I don't even know what we're talking mm. about. But we'll play the tuts now. It's called Whiteout.
Ain't this good? Seriously, and they had a little bit of 80s drum in there as well, I heard. Mm. Just a wee tingle. Yeah, just a wee tingle of the old um, Phil. That was. It was like the the 80s kind of had electronic drums, electronic keyboards, Mm. electronic, like, almost guitars as well. You played your keyboard like a guitar. Mm. Not that cool. Well, I've always, I still haven't got one of those. It's my dream to get a, a you, guitar keyboard. Did you want one of those? Yeah, I've always wanted one. Would yeah. you be really good at playing that? I don't know, because I'd have to get a left-handed one. And oh. not, that would probably add an extra zero to the, the price tag. But Of course. Would the keys be around the other way? No. no. <laughs> so, oh we're going to go on a wee bit of a journey now, because there are there's some artists that have actually been part of uh, electronic synthesizer sounds from from almost the beginning, and and I did grow up with this this guy called Vince Clark. Um, just an amazing, uh, I don't know, would you call him? I, I guess he's genuinely a musician. He has awesome ear for melody. Um, and he was in three bands that really kind of blew me away. Mm, the first, I think they blew everyone away, didn't they? Yeah, they did. And um, you know, they to be in three bands, to be in three John Brown groundbreaking, and the, and they were groundbreaking. They were huge bands, actually. Um, of course, Depeche Mode, Speak and Spell was the first album, and I remember a, a very good friend of mine at the time, Andrew Fendel, came home to my place. And he said, I've got this really great band. It's called Depeche Mode and it's Speak and Spell. And this track we're going to play soon is the track one side one off their first album. And again, with the headphones and the melodies and the... I I remember reading about Depeche Mode when they were on live stage. They were always freaking out because their computers were breaking up or the tape machines weren't working. Half the time, nothing was going. But they were... They were groundbreaking for that synth sound. So we're going to play this next track. It is called uh, New Life, and it's off Speak and Spell, and it came out um, in 1981. I was 16 then, Simon. Wow, I was five.
that just brings back so many memories. Siren. Siren? Simon. That is Freudian. If, if ever I had a Freudian thing, I, I'm the siren that brings your ship to shore. And that's tried saying that with a speech oh, impediment. Sp- yeah, <laughs> not that we want to talk about that. Um, so Vince, he he was in the band, great album, and then he thought, I don't like this, I don't like the fame, and I just can't get enough. Probably a little embarrassed by that song, to be honest. But I think he wrote it. He might have wrote it. Written. And, written it as well and so he thought bugger this so he left he left Depeche Mode and and then he went out and um, put an ad in the in the record store and he asked for a singer and um, Alison Moyet turned up and they came out with this album called Upstairs at Eric's and uh, the song we're going to play for you tonight for that is Don't Go it's quite a classic 80s synth song Alison Moyet just bellowing out there. She's done a great job. And uh, so, yeah, don't go. There might be a common denominator with this. I mean, Vince left Depeche Mode. Then he had a big argument with Alison Moyet. They they did uh, You and Me Both, which is a, a brilliant album. Uh, following year, they had already broken up since then. So I, I kind of think um, Vince is uh, probably a little challenging, but he he has this kind of uh, what's the word? Like a, he's. He's fanatical about being perfect around pitch and song and melody, and he needed another voice. And so that voice came from a a young fellow at the time called Andy Bell and from a band uh, he created, essentially, again, advertised for another singer. And um, Wonderland was the first album that they came out as Eurasia. And uh, Ola Moore, do you remember that, Simon? Just about. I think I was a bit the next album or the next album. Well, there was that in, in the kind of late mid eighties. Sometimes was a really big sometimes hit. I remember. Do you remember that things like Blue Savannah and Drama? Oh, were, stunning, love those songs. So Eurasia for me, 
I mean, there's so many bangers in, in their collection. Um, but the one that I've did chosen... You, does it sound, sound weird being a 56-year-old man saying bangers with a deliberate zzz sound at the end? <laughs> Yeah, it does a wee bit, but that's... that's you don't if, have to do it. No, but you if there's younger people it. listening to this, then they would probably know what I mean. Because I could say hits, but they might not know what that means. Do you so think I, they will go, oh, the man is playing some bangers <laughs> and ting? <laughs> could be, but I'm just through bangers in because um, I think they are. And nightclub specialists. I mean, I did go to the firehouse with some mates of mine. You know, Paul Ritchie, remember him? He was on a wee show there a wee while ago used to go to the firehouse and and respect little respect came out and Well you were volunteer firemen, is that why you No, went but there? they did have fireman poles. Ooh. Yeah. So you we male to, stripper. Well, to a piano room. Uh, you oh, could wow. slide down there. Is this all in Ashburton? That was in Christchurch oh, wow. in, in Sydenham. It's not there anymore, but I had a hell of a time there. It was really Well, good. not much is there in Christchurch after the earthquake, is there? Well no, but it's probably a little too soon for that. Maybe not. But anyway, um, it's not there. The firehouse was there, and so was Eurasia singing A Little Respect. I try to discover A little something to make me sweeter I mean, I nearly put my hip out dancing to that. How do, I mean, doesn't that bring back some wonderful memories? Well, it brings back some memories for me. But today we were just watching um, a recent BBC kind of live broadcast of Erasure. We and, did. Um, yeah. Andy Bell's, you know, eating some pies. He, he looked uh, like he, he had a... Well, he's, a, he's just broadened out a but little. But his voice is still 
amazing, amazing voice. And mm. you know, he he genuinely sounded very similar to Alison Moyer as well. Mm. I mean, Vince kind of has a he just had a sound and he knew what he wanted and and bless them, they've brought out so many albums. Um, but Eurasia to me, nightclubs, just a wonderful, just a wonderful time to be to be you know, around music. I mm. thought. So, uh, New uh, Order. New Order. Mm. So New Order has to be here. Um, and it's not going to be uh, the one that you think it might be, actually. It's off their album, uh, Power, Corruption and Lies. And we story, I, I went to Roundabout Records, true story in Ash Vegas. Was, the record store was there. Roger was the owner. And I said, I really want that album by New Order. They sounded really good. Uh, Blue Monday's on it, I think. So he gave me the album. Went home. It's a, it's a shit album, actually, when you look at it, because it doesn't have A or B. So I didn't know which... Because you always want to play side one first, right? So I didn't. I actually played side two. But for my... On a Friday night with the headphones on, listening in the lounge, lying down with no lights on, and you heard this song called Your Silent Face. This absolutely captures everything around synthesizers. So why don't we have a wee listen and to it's that? Gillian Walsh playing synths on this one, isn't it? Uh, it could be. It probably is. Yes. You would know that. So why don't we give that one a... I mean, lush and yet a, sl- a, a little bit of Joy Division just snuck in there by Bernard Summers. But, hmm. but in the chords, in the kind of gro- gloomy chords, but... Gloomy chords, but, uh, and of course, Peter Hook... Also throwing that wonderful bass sound as well, mm. which he he brought to life on this track as well. So here it is. Uh, oh, I don't know <laughs> your silent face. I still don't even know the track, but here it is.
Honestly, as a, a young teenager hearing a sound that, for me, I, I hadn't really heard. Joy Division had just kind of come out in New Zealand um, and then all of a sudden Yorda exploded and, and a few, actually, um, during that time, uh, Blue Monday came out and just kind of blew me away. So very emotive and with the headphones on Simon layered it's just it's just their sound isn't it no one is no one owns that no one owns that sound apart from them it's a very clever trick to pull off can it be done in 2020 I'm not sure I haven't heard a band that's come out with a sound that's their sound but but we hope one day they will we do mm. and there were bands and 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 there will be I'm sure other bands that will come out with something that's yeah. a bit different but I mean for them to have two bites at that cherry and they've they have influenced so many other artists. It's incredible. you got to love them. Um, talking about influences, this band that you chose did come out in the 80s, but they came out in the 90s, and they came out in the 2000s, and they're still going today. Yep. And I saw them at the St. James a few we, few years ago, and they are called... Pet Shop Boys. you got to love them. You do. Their last album came out this year. Unbelievable. Mm-hmm. So, so what have we chosen? What have you chosen? Well, I, I've chosen a B-side um, of theirs uh, called "In the Night," which came out, which was a B-side for those younger viewers amongst us who might not know what B-sides are. These were the kind of flip of the record, the yeah, flip that. of the cassette, the uh, record company impulsory kind of double tracks on CDs in the 90s, you know, where you had... Well, yeah, and in the 80s they had the 45, yeah. and on the other side was a B-side. And a lot of the time people put out remixes or just extended versions, but often bands like the Smiths, Pet Shop Boys, and after them, Suede and Oasis and <sighs> Pulp put out kind of more experimental songs on the B-sides, and this is one of the Pet Shop Boys. And what's it called? It's called In the Night, and it's a... Um, it's a fantastic song but it as usual with and it's what i love about the pet shop boys the most is that you know they are a dance pop band and but their lyrics are social they are political and this is a song um inspired by a book called paris in the third reich history of german occupation 1940 to 1944 by david price jones and singer and lyricist neil tennant said he read about these people in this book called Le Zazu, who were like prototype beatniks. Right. Who were apolitical. They used to sit around smoking Garwa cigarettes, going to gin clubs in the in the afternoon. But they were um, difficult because the Nazis hated them and the resistance hated them because they were fatalistic and didn't participate in politics. And so at the end of the song, um, Neil Tennant questions about whether that is actually... Uh, a good place to be whether you actually need to lay your cards out on the table in amongst this amazing piece of kind of synth pop and it is great synth pop and I think they've stolen just a little bit of a vibe from New Order Blue well, Monday I, I think probably you'll find that yeah, I'm going to beat you up during this time okay, for saying that that's fine okay we'll just see if I'm right hurry up here we go <laughs>
So that was Pet Shop Boys in the Night from 1983. 83? B-side for opportunities, let's make lots of money. Oh my goodness, that was one of my favourite tracks and you can hear a little bit of opportunities in that sound in fact, as well. In fact, I think, I do believe that the chords are the same. As the, as the A-side and B-side, the chords were the same. I think that was their deal on that one. But uh, I just want to now, before we just finish off, David, to just turn yes. a music investigator. Yes. Private deck for a while. Okay. And um, just, this is a world exclusive. Mm-hmm. No one seems to have cottoned onto it before. But I'm just going to play you a song by Queen. Right. Now people might be saying, Queen on a synth night. Well, well, no, they've had their moments with a bit of synth and yeah. electronic sound, haven't yeah, they? But not pioneers, you would say. But they, no. they made such a big thing of printing on all of their albums. True. Up until the game, no synthesizers were used on this album. And then the game, they had since on it. And then the next was the movie soundtrack to Flash Gordon. Flash Gordon, which was a, a good B-grade movie. Yeah. It was okay. Yeah, it's got a cult following these days, doesn't yeah, it? it does. Um, but I just wanted to play um, hmm. one of the songs off that. was just called Football Fight. Um, so let's just hear that shall now. We, shall we put that on yeah. and see how that goes? So, so you can hear it now. I don't hear any synthesizers. Oh, Sounds like Beverly Hills Cop. A little bit, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. This was 1981, I believe. Just listen to that riff. So, this would have been after the game, right? So Yeah, just after yeah. the game. I think the same year. We've got that song, which so is... So not a lot of synth after the little beginning, but... Well, the, no, the synth line continues all oh, the way through it? the song, okay. yeah. And then I was just happily going along my own busy way. Yes, you do. And in 2001, I believe, I got into this guy called Felix de Housecat, which, who's a Chicago um, house DJ and musician, and I got his first album called The, the uh, Glamour and the Glitz. Right. Who, which features one of my favourite um, female synthesizer players, Miss Kitten. Um, but so, this, and then this song came up, and I thought, "What? There, mu- there must be a cover." But no, listeners, check it out. Sure. Here we go. Listen to the listen to the. Felix, so no one will recognise this off an album soundtrack. But um, I'm here to tell everyone that a copyright case ensues. So do you think Felix hadn't heard Flash Gordon before? Is that what you're saying? I wouldn't be surprised if he hadn't, to be honest. Right. And it's that whole thing of, you know, you could argue that there are um, 8, 9, 10, 11, 13 notes on the piano. In an octave, 13 notes, there's going to be repetition sometime or another. That's what happens. There's only so many chords to play. That's right. So you've chosen, which even though it's my show, you've chosen the last song for tonight. Well, it was, uh, yeah, because it's the most current, and I thought we had to, we've <laughs> kind of up to our bollocks in the 80s. Well, no, So no. I thought we had to kind of get, we've, get we've, into we've 2020. Gone the, we've gone through the decades a little, and and you've chosen a band that I love, which I didn't love until Stephen, actually, if Stephen was here, he took me to Faithless oh. uh, at the St. James Theatre, and I didn't know, I must say, I didn't know anything about them, but... God is a DJ is one of my favourite tracks of all time. Yeah, and as a keyboard player myself, since Sister Bliss is an absolute icon and, and role model for me, the way she she's you know one hundred percent professional musician, but the way she moves around and creates these you know you've got God as a DJ, you've got yeah. Salve Me, you've got oh. Insomnia, you've got um, so many become tracks. one. I love that. You know, there's so many good keyboard riffs, synth riffs on this. But I've chosen this one because it's, it's the called, newest one, and it's called Synthesizer, which is a great theme. So <sighs> I know. Get the start these across. days, can you? Put it back. Put it back. I did. Is it Just, not, it's playing. But I've turned it down. Oh, okay. Yeah. So should we start? Okay, starting. There we go. Turn it's it playing. Back again, though. Okay. Now up. Okay. Shall we give? Have we got enough time to say goodbye to everyone? Yeah, and say good those and, people and we missed. To the others? Yeah, okay. let's go. I have no time for this idea that electronic music it has no soul. 
I mean, in the best synthesizers we make, we always include a fully working soul. Obviously, these instruments on top of the range, very VIP. But we always make sure we give prototypes to a band, like Faithless, for instance, who know how to use them. I like the way you move. I like the way you dress. And I'm dressed too. So we're going to fade out with Faithless. It's a great song. Thank you, Simon, for tonight. I mean, Thank you chose the topic. Thanks for coming. I think we need to revisit this a little bit more. There's so many people we've got to give a nod to. So I'm going to read them out very quickly. Brian Eno, Gary Newman, Zia McCabe, uh, E. Kendra Pulp. Candida Doyle. Candida Doyle. Our Pulp, Eurythmix, William Orbit, Stuart Price. Oh, actually, everything from the 80s. <laughs> I can't even read my writing. It's not Anthony. It's everything from the 80s. Hey, thank you so much for listening tonight, and we're going to uh, truck on with Faithless. Enjoy tonight. Party on. Love your work. Cheers, mate. Thanks to you. Thank you. Everything about you.